Guys, welcome back to the Pop Culture Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here. Today, I sit down with a very good friend of mine and author of the book, Life on Your Terms. Always an interesting conversation with the great man, Matty Powell, and uh, today was no exception. We cover a whole heap of stuff from health and fitness to mindset and spirituality. We talk about COVID. We talk about, man, you know what? There's a there's a whole heap of rabbit holes we go down. So it was a it was an hour eight worth of conversation, but we could have spoken for a whole heap longer. So um, pretty sure we'll see him back here in the near future. But for the time being, hey, sit back, relax, and enjoy this one with myself and the great man, Mr. Matthew Powell. So what are you going to tell us, tough guys? My usual zero, nothing. What's going on up in uh, in Sydney, mate? The sun decided to poke its head out today. It's been um, MIA for the last ten days, so uh, yeah, just got a got a pretty good glow this morning after run, going for a good run up up the up to North Head, mate. Clocked up yeah, ten k's or so. So um, Ooh. yeah, bro, that's good. That's yeah, good. Bro. We um, it was a similar story down here, but me and uh, me and Jesse, we. Got up this morning, dropped little man off at um off at daycare. Best day of the week. <laughs> we, awesome. Three days with him is amazing, but um, it's so funny how yeah. it's like the two days just to be able to go. All right, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, so it's so nice. So, so yeah, I went for a um, I went for a run this morning. I've been mixing up a bit. Like I, for ages, man, I actually like I was getting into a routine of just doing like just easy runs, which is fine. Like it feels really good, and I enjoy it. But then I remember a couple of times we were having a we were having a bit of a chat in in your men's circle, and we were speaking about like the the warrior archetypes and and just the value of hard work. And so I've I've tried to be a bit more disciplined with um, like injecting a, a faster kind of run or a harder kind of training session into my week since then. And today's um, was like so I just I just jog out for three k as a bit of a warm up. And then I turn around and just come home as fast as I can. <laughs> so, so it was one of those. But, bro, it's funny, man. Like, obviously, coming from a running background, I've, I've got an appreciation for what it feels like to run hard. But but you forget, like, when you just get into that routine of, of going for some jogs, I got about a K into the 3K hard hit out home. And um, I was like, oh, gee, here we go. Like, the lungs are kicking into gear. And that was the best morning, bro. Same here. I uh, standard, had the shirt off. And then, man, look out for the Instagram photos on Jesse's page because we went down to the uh, we went down to the beach just here at um at, at, at Queenscliff after and bro, it was like it was like the perfect morning. You could have been anywhere in the world. It was you know when the waters are silk and it's clear and there, bro, there was like these big nice fish swimming around us. That so many boats out having a fish. It was uh, yeah, we were saying it's like the ultimate start to the morning. But man, it's not news to you. I know that's like your it's your morning routine at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so good, mate. Yeah, no, I saw I saw Jipper's um Jipper's photos and look great. Um, oh, she's yeah, already no, posted, has she? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I spotted a I spotted it, mate. No, it's unreal. Um, yeah, running is um, yeah, it's uh, you get fit up, but like that pain never. It doesn't actually get easier. You just like you run a little bit faster, you know, ten seconds faster, but like it's still um the, the lungs still burn just as much. It's like uh it's funny, eh? Like exactly. you get faster, but the pain is just as as intense each time. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite workout, I reckon. Honestly, like I, I love going to the gym, as you can tell, bro. You know I'm a big unit. I love, I love going to the gym and having a little workout when I can. But um uh like the best I I love that I love that fatigue feeling that you have in your legs after a hard run where you can I don't know if you get it, but after a hard run like this morning, my I've still got like this slight ache in my lungs. And, and my legs have like this dull pain, but it's, it's the most beautiful pain. It's just, um, 
it's honestly, it's like if you put it in pill form, people would pay so much money for it. Hey, because I, I like I've I've been through a little bit of a history, like just growing up and and having a little having a little dabble in alcohol and having a little dabble in the the nightlife scene and having a little dabble in you know different various uh, forms of of fitness. But but I reckon that running one for me is uh is maybe I'm biased because I got a history in that, but. Do you know what I mean? You got you got a bit of a gym background, so I don't know. I don't know if you get the same feeling from a gym workout, but for me, they don't they don't quite compare. No, bro, I, I love running as well. I've had a massive renaissance with running over the last couple of years since the gyms were shut, um, as we've talked about. But um, I actually just love being outside and and um, working up a sweat, even if it's doing the odd um like free weights thing at the park kind of thing. But it's just um. Being in the gym is fine, you know, it's uh, it's good, but it's just, um, I think, like, the UV lights and everyone's sort of, um, you know, stuck in the box there and, um, you know, using the equipment and things like that. Just, uh, you know, running up. Um, I just did uh, up where I run, there's, like, a trail. So just running through the, the bush, um, you know, the sun's out. You're sweating way more than I would in the gym. And then I jump in the ocean afterwards, mate. So it's just... Um, it's a lot more holistic, eh? And, and the vitamin D from the sun and all that sort of stuff. And it's just great. It's just a great vibe as well, especially in the mornings. Um, you know, you'll just see people out and about doing their thing, walking their dog, going for a swim, going for a jog, um, as opposed to, you know, just lying on the, uh, on the equipment at the gym. So, you know, time and place, but yeah, I'm definitely enjoying the running, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, are you, are you running every day at the moment? No, I'm running probably like, three times a week, two or three times a week. Um, just catching up with a mate, maybe once a week, we go for like a pretty good run. He's 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 a pretty fit unit. Um, and then just probably, yeah, like like I said, maybe once, twice, twice more a week kind of thing. Probably on, a, on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday morning, and then try and squeeze a couple in. Um, yeah. Yeah, you sweet, know, man. Is this good. the bloke you were telling me about yesterday, the, um, the, the guy who'd done that? I don't even know what the official name is, but the, he'd done some breathing course and you'd say he'd be a good bloke to have on the, the running podcast. No, it's actually Maddie, Maddie Williams. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Hello, Maddie. So, um, yeah, no, he's a fit unit. I think um, he used to do like triathlons maybe a few years ago. Um, he loves his cycling at the minute, but um, just, yeah, just sort of hops straight back on the road and, and you know, runs pretty quick Ks and stuff like that. And uh, so he's a good man to, to hold the pace. And I just try and catch up with him we'll keep up with him so yeah awesome yeah. no that's awesome it. man awesome you cut out for a minute there i don't know if that's um oh no i got you i got you sweet so uh, i can't wait till we can do these face to face again bro <laughs> um it's been a little while like it's funny before we hit record this morning because for for those of you listening who um who, who, i'm sure you heard of it it was a really well-known podcast all around the world <laughs> family and i we uh we met in london and and when we were there we uh we, we had a little dabble with the, the intention podcast so it feels like we're we're treading back on on some old territory here but um man it's it's been interesting couple of years since london hasn't it we were um i still remember when we got back and uh like it was it was such a crazy i don't know if you felt the same but for me getting back to australia I was I was buzzing, man. Like I was so ready for it. I'd I'd seen some I'd seen some other countries. I'd seen some other places, and as good as they were, it just gave me like this this even greater sense of appreciation for for how great Australia is. Like it's such a such a great country, but it's been a it's been a wild ride the last eighteen months. I'm sure people all around the world are saying it, but uh, but man, things have changed since those podcasts in the little studio over in uh over in London. How you how you travel up in New South Wales? I think. 
I think you're a better place to be up there than than Melbourne right now. Yeah, bro. Um, for sure. <clears throat> Hopefully, my internet's uh, stable here. Just let me know if it's a bit dodgy. But um, if I need to maybe uh, get up and move somewhere in the house, just let me know. How's it going? Is it all right there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, loud and clear, bro. All right, perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, bro. No, uh, yeah, it's been um, been a crazy couple of years, hasn't it? It's um, there's like this. I think this Chinese proverb or Confucius or whatever, where it's like um. You know, I hope I live in interesting times and we're definitely living in interesting times, isn't it? So um, I think I've got to the stage where I've de- developed a, a fairly nice m- mindset where I'm, I don't get too in- attached to, um, you know, the media and the news and uh, a lot of that sort of external white noise out there. Hey, so, um, you know, obviously it's, it's important to be informed, but um probably uh four or five years ago when i um maybe first met you mate i was probably uh, a little more kind of um into it you know what i mean and it's sort of like it's just has a lot of heavy energy um and then you end up sort of just uh it becomes your internal reality whereas now it's just this divine play hey it's just this huge this kind of uh this dance and you sort of not sort of uh, everyone's kind of a character and um try not to take it too personally or too seriously sometimes you know obviously <laughs> with a grain of salt but um yeah, man, no, life's good. I um, I, I was actually um, chatting to a chatting to a, a mate this morning, and um, was just reflecting. Um, well, she had like a snake tattoo, and um, we we're just talking about the snake, which had been coming up a little bit, and um, the idea that it's just you know this idea of shedding skin and metamorphosis and so on, and um, yeah, I really feel like the last eight eight months, twelve months, two years that I've just shed this layer of skin you know um just in terms of my health relationships past friendships um even just like you know um programs that i was running in my mind and um yeah i feel uh feel good bro you, you know as you know you've been a, a big part of that journey and um yeah no i'm excited for the future you know i'm just really excited i'm in a good headspace mate so yeah yeah it's a cool attitude to have yeah. i like i like that idea of looking at it like a play because Man, I, I would say that I share that same sentiment with you. Like I'm pretty good at creating space and knowing that there's there's plenty of uh, misconstrued stories being run through the media and, and plenty of characters I disagree with. But but I've, I've given myself like a two-month ban from Instagram because I notice myself at the moment like uh, – it's such a, it's such like a twitch that I've developed the last couple of months, especially with with everything that's going on. You know, well in Australia, you're not exempt from that, but um, here in Melbourne and and like at the moment, like today, I think they're they're going to have a vote on this this pandemic legislation, which is I've still honestly got to try and get my head around exactly what it means and you know what it all looks like. But I've been uh, there's a there's an Instagram page a chick runs it called Voice for Victoria, and essentially she just puts in layman's terms. Um, you know what's going on in the world of politics whether it's a liberals whether it's labor whether it's someone in between or on the outskirts and um, I think honestly like maybe maybe it's become like a little bit of a crutch where I, let, I go to it for comfort just to be told oh no it's going to be okay because this means that and I thought all right it's time to it's time to stop having like this little crutch and and more than that it's just like a it's just like an intrusion into things that I'm trying to focus on like I've got plenty of other things like this um, and other like little creative endeavors that I'm trying to put my mind to. And, and you were saying how before, like what you can consume, it, it really does just become like your, your internal reality. And man, I just, I gave it like a little test run just for three days. I was like, all right, let's just see how I feel. And bro, it's so cliche at this stage, but 
But honestly, like just getting away for it for me personally, I was like, man, I just feel this. I just felt a fresh sense of of sort of peace and calm. And I thought the only thing I could really put it down to was, all right, well, I hadn't been so twitchy on on the social media and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's been a it's been a nice little process. But I'm, I'm interested just to to see how how that space or how I feel after a, a month or so away because you're right, man. Like it's it's just crazy how much you. It's just crazy how much you focus on really does just dictate how you feel. I've been reading this book at the moment uh, called The Biology of Belief. I'm probably, actually, I think you put me onto it. I, I think I, no, nah, yeah. I, I was listening to that Novak Djokovic interview that you you sent me uh, a month ago. And I think they might have mentioned it in that podcast. I think. Anyway, I downloaded it and uh, it's, a, it's a bloke who comes from a, a real sciencey background and is explaining that for, for so long, so many years, so many of his younger years, he was very, um, he thought he was just genetically predisposed to depression and anxiety and just like grumpy moods and stress. And anyway, so he started just to, to, you know, look into the genes that are associated with the moods that we feel. And essentially I'm only two thirds of the way through, but he's explaining at the moment that, that it's not news to you, that so much of what we feed our mind with actually does make an impact on the actual structure of our, of ourselves and the way that we interpret these messages being, thrown around our body and essentially he's he's just explained that you know through some I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing exactly how he did it but through some real practical strategies and, and almost a training routine for his mindset he's he's really completely just changed the way he's been perceived by other people and the way he feels in himself and it's uh yeah sort of interested to pick your brain on this because obviously that sacred men's business um class that you ran with with myself and, and a few other boys was eye-opening to me because we obviously, uh, I think on a surface level, we're aware that, you know, where we put our attention dictates a lot of a lot of how we feel, just like we're aware that if we do a gym workout, it's going to be good for our health in some capacity. But I guess having the discipline to actually implement something on a daily basis to make sure you're seeing the results is a bit more difficult. So I was sort of, I was curious to unpack um, that idea with you a little bit, because obviously when I first met you back in 2016, you're in the middle of of, uh, of writing your book life on your terms and it's it's sort of just interesting seeing your own journey and how it's unfolded a bit the last couple of years it's 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 been really cool to, to hear your thoughts and and see your ideas develop and progress and change and um i guess i was just interested to know like there's a it's a it's a fairly broad question but i was, I was just curious to pick your brain about what the uh sort of what that journey has looked like for you what the inspiration to to navigate this field has has been because it's not something that a lot of people commit a lot of time to from, from conversations I've had. Oh, bro. Great question. Um, and thanks for sharing. No, I, um, this is probably the, 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 or an, an area of my life that, um, is a big challenge, I would say, um, you know, screen time and, and it's not so much, uh, or it is screen time, but it's, I think largely just distraction, you know, distract distraction period. Um, I speak for myself, but it's kind of like I'll be at home or in the afternoon chilling and, um, you know, it's like, okay, just pick up the phone because you're bored, you know, and then Instagram, um, cryptocurrency, um, emails, um, check the news, like whatever, um, back to Instagram. Um, and then it's like, okay, check, go to the cupboard. And then it's like, uh, whatever, whatever it might be, um, yeah, distraction is, is something that I'm, you know, be interested to talk to you, you about further, you know, in the next few weeks, perhaps, because I know, um, yeah, I, I admire 
your kind of discipline and just sort of to unplug and um you know step away from the phone and things like that even though i can't get hold of your three or four times but um yeah like um it's just so interesting and um i i posted a little video and i had this uh thought that came up to me on the grand the other day i'm not sure if you saw it but it's just this idea of like we're we're running through our own algorithms and um to summarize like there's the sympathetic nervous system when that's activated i, I believe from memory that's the uh the flight or fight uh response and um you know that algorithm to use the metaphor like social media or spotify or whatever it is google um a lot of us are in that algorithm you know that sort of um maybe not necessarily you know flight or fight but it's just this sort of subtle level of fear and anxiety um you know kind of uh desire and you know, I'm sure there's scientific studies out there, but when you're spending so much time on your screen or on Instagram and judging yourself or looking at the news and, you know, all the negative news out there and especially over the last couple of years and she's bombarded with, with headlines and death counts and all that sort of stuff, um, it's going to put you in a certain algorithm, you know, and, and this mm. is like a lower, lower state of consciousness um, and then you go out into the world and, you know, you may, it's just unconscious perhaps, or it might be conscious, but you're just on a lower vibe, um, energetically speaking. And that's, you know, that's probably one of the biggest, um, lessons that I've learned and tried to cultivate over the last few years, couple of years is just increasing my energy, you know, just increase, increasing my, my vibration. And it's a, it's a bit of a cliche. It's like, Oh, you know, um, it's a vibe or what's your vibe like or whatever. And for years, I probably didn't really know what that meant, but, um, it's just, your emotion um emotion is energy in motion so if you're happy joyful spreading love um that's a certain frequency you know up in your heart or whatever it is and you know when you enter a room or you know when you're hanging out with great mates you're all on that level um and you can feel it when someone's someone enters a room or you can feel conversely when someone's in a in a shit mood i was actually at the beach this morning and this chick came over where we were set up and um she was like just just uh she was just giving someone hell on the phone it was like it was like quite uh intense and she was like pretty much yelling at someone on the phone and just like the whole vibe like you know in our in our whole little, in our little area on the beach was like you know it's just kind of uh what's going on here mm. um so that's kind of what i'm talking about where uh the other algorithm is the um the parasympathetic state which is um just rest and relaxation um, and just to throw in the caveat, like one's not necessarily more important than the other, you know, it's important as a, on an evolutionary stage to have that fight and flight response, you know, when we were hunter gatherers and, you know, needed to sort of, um, wake up and run or whatever it is and go, go, uh, in, in those moments. But, um, my point is, is that we can tap into that parasympathetic state, you know, just taking it easy, taking a deep mm. breath, doing a bit of a meditation, doing whatever you need to do, go for, for a swim in the morning, go for a walk, you know, hang out with your dog. And um, it has like a really big impact on our internal organs. You know, I'm, again, no expert, but um, when you have a lower heart rate, it just allows your organs to actually do their job. 
as opposed to your heart just beating and your and your chest having a shallow breath. Um, sorry, your breath. Your, yeah, you're having a shallow breath breathing. You know, when you're just breathing deeply, when you're relaxed, when you're calm, your organs have a chance, you know, to digest, to do what they're supposed to do, to filter your body, clean your body. And, um, you know, that's going to have great impact on your health. So I think it's just important to be aware. And, you know, you look at some people maybe over the last two years, um, you know, if you spent a majority or whatever amount of that time constantly in that certain negative algorithm, mm. um, that's going to cause, you know, dis-ease leads to disease. And, yeah, so um, that's, it, it, pre- that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah it, it's really interesting just how much of – I love, like, the, that, the analogy or the idea of, a, of, of an algorithm – just running our life because it takes a little while for an algorithm to be changed or to recognize that there's a few little um, uh, adaptations taking place. But but once it's entrenched and once it sees what you like and once it gets a little bit of an idea, I guess it just keeps feeding and feeding sort of just to echo what you've just explained. But it's uh, it's so true. Like I notice in myself whenever there's a 2018, when we first got back from London, like I, I lost two people who were quite close to me, like uh, one of my good friends, my uncle, and, uh, and also my nan who I'd sort of grown up with. And, and I just remember there was a like a real stage of grief that I was going through. And at the time, I just assumed I was depressed or whatever. I didn't quite have the uh, the insight to be able to recognize it was just grief that I was, I was going through. Pretty similar experiences, I'd imagine, in a lot of ways. But um, one thing that I noticed was, yeah, really got myself into this this rut and it was almost just like a, you wake up you feel the same feelings you go through the same motions and it's just sort of uh, you know rinse and repeat and I reckon that the hardest thing and, and maybe one of the biggest things that I've noticed not just in myself but in friends and, and family around me is whenever we want to break out of that algorithm it's like it's like the hardest part of the movement trying to escape that or like getting a boulder to move, you know, that the hardest part is just getting that initial momentum. And then once you get on like a little bit of a, a momentum, it starts to get easier and easier to roll until all of a sudden that, that algorithm's just been replaced. And um, that, that's one thing I've, I've really enjoyed uh, just looking at, at you for, like, I, I think you, you give me, you know, a little bit of a compliment when you, when you talk about my ability to step away from the phone and sort of live more intentionally but but one of the things that I've liked looking at you for is is just your exploration in this into this world of of health and well being and spirituality and um, just the changes that you've sort of implemented in in your own life and um, like was there was there like a was there a moment for you where you started to think all right I really need to explore this or was it just a natural progression because for me from the outside I look at you and your journey in the book as like the start of the process which obviously it wasn't but it was just when I I sort of got to meet you and and witness the so in my mind that's the start but but I guess just the curiosity into that scene had to be had to be developed somewhere for you so I was just uh, I was curious to find out whether or not it was like a decisive moment or, or just a gradual journey into the the world of of spirituality and health health well-being spirituality yeah, yeah. just uh yeah sure um yeah mate I, no look it's definitely been a journey an evolving journey i would say it's very much again use a metaphor it's just been like a flower that's kind of um you know ripened and then bloomed and blossomed and and continues to grow and there's that mycelium network of um you know roots or whatever that continues to sort of grow and connect with other things um where it's yeah i uh 
as as you probably know, my it probably started or with with travel, uh, maybe even fifteen years ago now. Um, firstly, I I believe that um, you know we are essentially souls that have reincarnated over many 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 lifetimes, if not thousands. And so you know to say that the journey started ten years ago or or whatever it is or this lifetime. Um, is not necessarily true. I really believe there are old and young souls out there. And I, you know, I think that's why you and I connect and resonate when we did. And, um, you know, we always have great conversations and a lot of my mates who I, you know, have the, have a very similar vibe with, um, I feel like, you know, we've all, we've kind of been on this journey for a long time together collectively. Um, so that's my first little, um, spiel but uh yeah it started probably just traveling mate 10 years ago um i know uh ram das kind of mentioned there's a few ways you can awaken or, or come to sort of this realization one is um one is through just reading texts and so on and so forth which you know definitely had a impact on me um another one is um another one is through sort of some form of changing consciousness. Maybe it might be like psychedelics, for example. Um, and traditionally, I suppose those were rites of passage and plant medicines and so on. Um, another one is, you know, like a, a very um, traumatic, maybe trauma or um, a moment, a near-death experience or something like that, or maybe a loved one that you, you lose, um, you know, can really turn you inward as well. So there's various ways to start to, you know, move towards that spirituality you know i look at some people who are caught in the rat race and you know it's called a midlife crisis or whatever but they wake up one day and they have a heart attack or they just wake up and they said oh, i had enough and it's you know there's that little crack in our uh, in our lives and the soul's just screaming to get out of that crack and then one day the crack just sort of uh appears or widens and the soul comes out um and that's commonly referred to as as the dark night of the soul type moment um so yeah, look, the, over the last couple of years in particular, um, I really enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed the, the, the realm of spirituality and, you know, Ram Das and that led to like Paramahansa Yogananda and then there's Osho and then there's the teachings of Jesus and things like that. And that led to, you know, me dabbling in yoga and, and meeting a whole bunch of cool, interesting people on that path. And then it's sort of also evolved into people like Joseph Campbell and, um, you know, what's called, I guess, the mythology sort of, um, it's called. Um, and then that has, over the last year or two, morphed into the men's movement, really, or, um, I guess, you know, divine masculine or sacred masculinity, um, which, which, as you know, I'm passionate about, but I also just think that every man out there, you know, needs um, his tribe of brothers to to support one another as we've always had for, for thousands of years. And it's just, um, you know, we've had this disconnect over the last couple of centuries. So yeah, it's been an awesome journey. Um, and that's currently where I'm at is, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's, um, that's a lifelong journey, isn't it? So Yeah, no, awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm really curious to pick your brain about this men's movement as well, because, you know, anyone who pays even the slightest bit of attention to, you know, the, the cultural narrative at the moment, 
is that you know uh and um, it's not necessarily the uh like uh, the greatest percentage of voices saying this but i think the loudest and leftist uh voices are, are saying this and it's almost uh um, people are almost insulted by men and the structures that we have in place. And there's, there's a lot of hatred. Like it's, it's really interesting to see even in the comedy world, um, just how, just how free so many comedians are to speak about men and everything that's wrong with them. Whereas if you flip that and, you know, if I got on stage and started doing the same about women, all of a sudden it's, it's incredibly insulting and, and highly inappropriate. And, um, and not that it's necessarily my style, but I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to, to unpack this a little bit more because, while it's it's so easy to start shouting about how how horrific the patriarchy or whatever else you believe about men is, it's it's also hard to to hide away from the fact that well in Australia like eight men are killing themselves every day. Um, I'm not sure how those those figures sort of translate across the rest of the world, but uh, there's it's very clear that something is missing from like the heart from the life of of so many men, whether that's meaning. And you mentioned being caught up in the rat race before and. Um, you know, uh, then having these dark nights of the soul where all of a sudden you're, you're confronted with the fact that what you're doing isn't where like true and, and deep, um, super meaningful, um, a, 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 what do you say, sort of a super meaningful experience on this life comes from as good as it might be temporarily. So um, yeah, this this idea of, of manliness is fascinating to me, especially bro, like the last 18 months, obviously you're his godfather. But, but little Charlie boy, little rock, my, my boy, um, has really opened my eyes up. And, and I'm, I'm reading through a book at the moment called The Intentional Father. And essentially, it's, it's just looking at the role of, of, of a man in the life of your son and what it should look like and uh, different ways to train. And it's, it's really interesting. Uh, it's also confronting because, like, you, you're learning on your feet. You can, as much as you read about it, until until you got your little one there it's like all right well all right just go get started so so i'm curious and i've been fascinated in hearing a little bit about this this journey into the men's movement as well because obviously my biggest goal now is is obviously to to raise a good little fella um who's who's confident who's kind who's um you know every everything else that anyone would wish for for their son but it's a, it's certainly a learning experience for me so um uh, you started the uh, this this sacred men's business. You started a, a, a group which is obviously tailored towards building up like a almost a brotherhood, um, a support group for for a lot of guys. Uh, it, it's interesting to hear how highly men seem to benefit from from this from this environment. Whether it's from like a, I've, I've spoken to. Our rubbish truck driver, bro, I, I bumped into him in the park the other day and he's just an interesting dude. He's got face tattoos. He looks like he's had a wild ride. And I said, bro, like what's your, essentially, essentially not in these words, I said, mate, what's your story? And uh, he was just explaining to me that he was he was drugged out. He was an alcoholic. He had he had no ability or no control over his, his addiction to the substance. And uh, he goes, mate, for me, AA, just getting in a room full of men who not only have experienced what I had experienced, but also had found a, a way that they could navigate out of it was really encouraging just to, to find out that I'm not the only one. So one of the things I loved about the, the men's circles that we did uh, a couple of months ago was, was just that, just being able to be vulnerable, being able to be open, um, knowing that you're not just going to be smacked down or no, no one's just going to talk shit to you about whatever it is that you're struggling with. I think it's a really powerful platform. So yeah, what's the, like, what's the idea with this, man? I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a big, deep, um, 
it's sort of adventure that you've embarked on. So it might be a bit hard to, to put into words, but but yeah, unpack this sacred men's business for us a, a little more and, and tell me about what the goal is with that. Yeah, sure, mate, with pleasure. Yeah, so um, sacred men's business is just a little men's circle that I, um, it's, I guess is on hold at the moment, but I'm looking forward or, or just, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes in the future. Um, but I'm also in, in my own circle, which we catch, catch up online. Um, and I've been doing it for maybe three months now, um, kind of coincided when we were catching up um, and just, you know, the universe uh, kind of uh, just opened up and, and uh, I, I found this group and, um, and, and, you know, asked if I could join and, and I've been doing that for the last few months. And yeah, so we catch up once, we catch up twice a week, actually. Um, obviously it's optional and you know you make it when you can make it but every second tuesday or every you know every fortnight we do like a proper circle where you just go around the group and everyone just has you know whatever you want to say five minutes or so usually um there's a group of about 20 of us but usually you know there's anywhere between a dozen to 15 jump on each week and um we have a proper circle so you know the idea is that you know, for, like I said, for centuries or thousands of years, men would catch up and there used to be the, the, the woman space in the tribe. There used to be the, the communal space where we got together and there was also the men's space. Um, and, you know, that's a really beautiful, sacred space. And as you know, and for the men out there, when you're with a group of men, um, it's just a different type of energy. You know, it's, it's nourishing, it's nourishing for the soul, um, it's that brotherhood, but, you know, we also call each other on our bullshit. You know, you leave the ego at the door. Um, and obviously when there's no women involved as well, there's not that sort of, um, it's just a different dynamic, really. Yeah. It's, it's just different. So, you know, I guess I, I grew up playing sport all my life and in my twenties and I loved it as, as I'm sure you did. Um, and yeah, for probably the last five or six years, I was just kind of missing something i don't know what i was necessarily looking for um but then i realized or yeah i think i found it where it's just this brotherhood you know i enjoy playing cricket and footy and hanging out with my mates and um you know just having a laugh mainly and, and, and catching up at the pub and so on um but then stop playing sport and and that's really uh I've missed that aspect of my life but this one you know the the men's circles out there are a lot more conscious um yeah, they're a lot more, uh, yeah, just a lot more conscious. There's a time and a place for catching up with your mates at the pub and, and watching the footy or, or just, you know, talking about the world. Um, and then there's also a time and a place for, um, you know, talking about the heart. Um, and as you know, we, we explored that for, for over a month when we were doing our circle. Um, but yeah, it's just like like uh, a lot of these practices, or I think it's probably the world of self-development, spirituality, whatever you want to call it. There's yoga, there's exercise, there's the gym, there's meditation, you know, there's all these sorts of things you can do. Um, but I would say maybe one of the most powerful things you can add to your life is just joining a circle, a conscious circle. You, you know, you maybe catch up for once a week or once a fortnight for an hour or an hour and a half. And you just go around the circle and you just share. Um, so yeah, the, the learnings have been profound and, you know, I've had some issues in my life, but you just realize like everyone's going through the same sorts of issues or some people are actually, you know, having some really 
um, going through tough times and it puts your, your experiences into perspective. Um, but then the other thing as well, is just, um, it's really boosted my, my, my confidence, I would say, or like, you know, inner confidence, if that's a word, but like, um, you know, I just feel like when I'm go out into my daily activities, um, I've got like a, a, you know, this kind of, um, unseen brotherhood, um, that has my back, you know, mm. and like, it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go for a run or whatever. And, you know, maybe I'll sort of, um, it's like, oh, should I just, you know, just hang out and sit on the couch? Oh no, you know, like my brotherhood got my back. I'm going to go for a run um or whatever it might be work related relationships and so on and so forth you just got like this group of brothers that you know are sort of like got your back and that you're going to catch up with and you can you know sort of you're accountable it's, it's just it's called accountability accountability isn't it you know it's just like um you say something in the circle and you got to do it you know or if you say something stick to your word because you know next week when you come when it comes to circle time and and you got to look at your brothers in the eyes and say uh you know i was true to my word or i wasn't um and this yeah this, it's it's accountability it's also integrity um like i said being true to your word and just uh sticking up for what's right um another yeah integrity is such like an interesting topic or such a huge topic but um i feel like when you're just a bit of a lone wolf you know and uh <sighs> you can kind of just maybe um, be a little bit lackadaisical on yourself. But, you know, when you've got that tribe around you, you just got to stick to your integrity. Otherwise you're letting each other, you're letting your, you're letting your brothers down. Mm. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been really profound. And I just feel like my personal growth has really just um, grown quite a lot. I was sort of plateauing there for a little bit and um, it's just really nourishing, mate. So yeah, highly recommend any any men out there or any girlfriends or wives who you know have a have a a partner is um to try and find a men's circle just start your own really um and just see where it goes yeah that's been one of the most interesting things i think um i've realized over the last 18 months here in australia especially with these lockdowns there's there's been so many of my close mates here in in victoria that i've spoken to and uh, one of my closest mates over here, one thing that he constantly says to me is like, all right, I reckon I can do like two days is kind of the limit that I can go just being a lone wolf, just sitting in my house, um, doing work, you know, seven o'clock watching TV, going to bed, repeat. He goes, uh, uh, I just noticed there's, um, it's almost a, what do you say? Um, not a frustration, not an irritability. I, I've lost the word, but essentially he's just, he's just chomping at the bit to just get out and fill that social tank. And uh I reckon if there's if there's been a time where it's ever been more obvious just how much we are, you know, uh, we're so much better when we're a part of a crew, when we're so, when we're part of a unit to not only fill that social tank, but as you say, to have that accountability um, and, and just know that you've got people to turn to in in times of trouble. I think it's I think it's really interesting. There's a like I'm 34. I know you're, you're about the same as me. Uh, there's a lot of people around our age that. Yeah, they are just caught in this rat race, and the idea of socialising—it's—it's it's almost a, a, you know. I hope I, I hope if I have time for it, I'll I'll try and prioritise it. But for a lot of them, it's not something that that any intentional thought is is put into. So, like when you were when you were saying that um, you know you meet out, you got the accountability, but you've also had some profound experiences or some profound sort of takeaways from the group. What are what are a few of those profound takeaways that people who are sort of 
on the outer or feeling, uh, you know, a little bit isolated right now might be missing out on that they could, you know, they, they could start to develop in, in their own life? Yeah, sure. Tough question. Um, so the one, the circle that I'm in, uh, like I said, it's this, it's a, it's deliberately like a conscious circle. So there is that element of spirituality and so on. Um, you know, there are other ones, like you mentioned previously, alcoholic, double uh, A or whatever, alcoholic, alcoholics anonymous and things like that, which is like a different version. Um, but the one that I'm in is a conscious led one. Um, so for me, it's probably like just opening like your heart. And what I mean by that is just, um, just like expressing yourself and your emotions more freely. And then when I find like when I'm having conversations like this or with my friends or just having dinner or something, I, instead of maybe previously, I was like maybe a bit more of a closed book um, because I've had the practice of sharing with my brothers in the circle. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just like, um, like anything, you know, like with comedy, you know, you build, you build your confidence over one, two, five, ten 10 shows and then by, you know, hopefully whatever, six months later, um, it's just second nature. You're not really, um, you've overcome the, that fear or that vulnerability. So it's the same thing. It's just that muscle, that emotional muscle that you get to, to use and exercise. Um, and then I found that I've just met some, like a lot, lot of, uh, like, you know, half a dozen really cool people over the last six months. Um, and instead of sort of meeting them, you know, at the pub and being like superficial and just talking about whatever, like who's had the footy or whatever, um, I've met people, you know, at some gatherings or things like this, um, just hanging out, some of my neighbors, and we just connect like really quickly um, or on a much deeper level really quickly. And we can really talk about, um, you know, some really, yeah, I guess, like I said, deep or profound topics and, and topics of the heart and things like that um as opposed to just you know oh how's work how's the weather you yeah. know um so on and so forth so that's been that's been profound really cool and yeah i've just um stepped away from also some of the the bullshit in the world you know um um you know some of those more 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 or less sort of meaningless pursuits or some of my past relationships or friendships that weren't necessarily serving me as well. And you just realize like there are men out there who want what you want, who, you know, want to sharpen the blade, who don't want to waste any more time. who don't just want to go to the pub and just, you know, throw, throw their money away and drink beers or, or do drugs or anything like that. And um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I found my tribe. That's probably um, a, a really uh, great, great phrase you know i know you and i have been good mates for a few years now and uh we get on like a house on fire but just expanding that um so yeah there's uh there's, those are just a couple of things um i was just thinking about something else just give me a second um resources wise um so like we run like the like a um, an app where we're just on this on this group and we just sort of share or chat or if something comes up or share videos and things like that. So I've um you know I've discovered a couple of really cool authors and books and things like that um, from men. Um, you know, a few of the men are ten years, twelve years older than me, you know, in their late forties or whatever it is. And yeah, you just sort of have those like maybe 
older mentor type figures um you know the leader of the of the groups really um really powerful man and he you know it's like okay well maybe in 10 years time i'd love to love to be uh living that type of life and and on that path um so yeah they just sort of um keep sharpening sharpening the, the iron sharpening the blade and um yeah so when they have an open circle, mate, I'll, uh, I'll have to send you the link so you can come. Dude, in hook and, me uh, up. Yeah, I'm. You know me. I'm. I'm super interested. Like, I love the. Uh, every time yeah. you talk about it, I think, all right, I. Uh, that could be the tipping point. Every time I hear you say, I go, all right. Well, there's, there's plenty in. There's plenty in there. But especially at the moment, I think, um, as we've sort of touched on, uh, interesting to go back to your Confucius quote earlier in the conversation. It's definitely been interesting times, <laughs> and uh, uh, I know, uh, like we've mentioned the word. But, you know, finding a tribe and things like that. And um, uh, what's become incredibly clear in, in, you know, in my life just over the last couple of years, both in myself to some degree or to, to a big degree that I've had to pull myself up on is there's like a real tribal nature taking place in everything, but, but maybe magnified or on steroids just through this whole, through this whole COVID thing and your approach to it and what you think should happen, what you think shouldn't happen and blah, blah, blah. Um, it'd be nice just to, to, to have that group that you can bounce ideas off. And because we've had some conversations just over the last couple of months where we're like, mate, are we like, are we crazy? Are we mental? Like, are we missing something? Are we not reading enough? We're we not hearing enough. Are we, are we deaf to what's really going on? Um, and then like, yeah, yeah. Here at the moment, obviously across Australia, it's no news to anyone that you have a government sort of just saying, all right, we can inject health into you. And uh, as a result, you're, you're going to be free to go about your daily lives but if you don't have this, doesn't matter about your obesity levels, doesn't matter about your drinking habits, your drug habits, your history, where you spend your time, how much sunlight you get, what you eat. Um, like yeah, so bro, I, I went into I went into a, a shop down here a couple of weeks ago, and they said, mate, you can only come in here if you got a vaccine passport. And uh, I said, mate, it's a like it's an op shop, you know, it's just a it's great. And I, I I peeked in, and bro, I'm not kidding. The it was like a it was there was a, a really obvious obesity walking through the shop. Like there were not just one lady, but there was about six or seven people who you don't have to be a genius to see these people aren't healthy. Um, and it's been interesting to say the least, but, but frustrating on, on many respects, because uh, obviously like you and I've been for mates for years now. And, and one thing that I'm well aware of with you and, and vice versa is that, that one of our greatest passions is health. And one of our greatest passions is, it's just being, or for me, I speak for myself, I'm, I'm very cautious with, with what I consume from like a, a media perspective to a food perspective to, um, you know, a social perspective or whatever else. So the idea of, of just going willy nilly and, 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 you know, chucking something in my body in order to be able to just go about my daily life has been really confronting and shocking to me. And uh, it's so easy just to, to throw me into, into a, um, you know, a camp of, oh, he's an anti-vaxxer. It's, it's, it's definitely not true in, in, you know, many respects. Um, but this tribal nature around this particular topic has been frustrating, interesting, um, sort of shocking to me. And I know it's, I know it's sort of been a, an interesting experience in you over the last sort of three or four months, but, but how have you navigated this period? Because obviously I think, I, I think some roots in the world of the spiritual is, is really helpful um, to be able to plant your feet on something more solid, even the, as the wind of, you know, our, our cultures just going mental is, is really helpful. So bro, I know this is a, this is probably three podcasts in itself, but, but I was just curious to pick your mind about how you've navigated this world and, and, uh, you know, how you're sort of just trekking through such a, or definitely the most 
I guess you say crazy experience of, of my life. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. The million dollar question, eh? <laughs> <laughs> bro, give us the answer. Oh, bro. Um, I, I wish I, I wish I had it. I suppose. <laughs> Look, I, um, yeah. Yeah. What can I say, man? Where do I start? Um, it's very obvious and, um, you know, it, look, it's, it's just, if you haven't woken up now, like, uh, there's really, yeah, I guess there's maybe not much, uh, <laughs> you know, with, comp- with kindness, kindness and compassion, but, uh, you know, it's just, um, without getting into the specifics and, you know, um, laws and headlines and all that sort of stuff, there is a spiritual war going on and the battle is for our souls. Um, you know, there is that, uh, that path of conformity and just, um, and numbness, you know, numbness is being a number, same word, um, of being, a consumer of just having your life force harvested and plugged into algorithms and just, you know, sending off your, your money to, to make purchases online and so on and so forth. And um, it's very much, very much like the matrix. It's just, uh, you know, there are a percentage of people plugged in and they're just having their life force sucked out of them. You know, um, there's a great, um, bit of research that's been done but the like zombie movies and uh the word zombie or just zombies in general in popular culture movies cartoons and so on has um exponentially risen over the last uh like three or four decades um and you know that's kind of like a subconscious um uh, what's the word i'm saying like projection of reality and you just have this percentage of people uh, who, who, who we've become sort of zombie-like. Um, and, you know, you just look at some of the conformity going on right now and just waking up, dragging yourself out of bed, sticking yourself on the train, going to your job and not living a life of purpose and meaning and love and joy and happiness. And that's that zombie mentality. Um, so, yeah, look, there's just, um, I would say there's probably, you know, there's three camps right now. There's there's the that, that, that matrix, the the people who are plugged in there's a lot of people sitting on the fence still and a lot of people have woken up over the last two two years and that's been a silver lining you know it's um two jabs you know are you going to take the third are you going to take the fourth like when are you going to wake up you know um you know uh just some of these things that have just been so obvious for the whole time you know the profits that these companies are making the fact that bottle shops have been open the whole time, you know, keeping people socially distanced. Um, you know, for me, wearing that mask breath or to inspire means, or the root word there is spirit, which means spirit. So when we are breathing, when we're inspiring, we are being connected to spirit. So for me, I suppose this is a little bit occult, but, um, you know, it's a disconnection of spirit. Having you locked up in a room and not being able to connect with other humans is it's a crime against humanity to a certain extent. We are supposed to be connected with our brothers and sisters, dancing, loving, hugging, you know, enjoying life, being out in the sun, in nature, you know, this complete disconnect from 
mother nature and the divine earth and so on and so forth or just the divine in general mm. so yeah and, the, and like uh you know the other team is 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 this team you know the uh star wars is another great movie there's the dark side of the force and then there's the rebels and um you know it's it's time for the rebels to wake up and rise up and we are um and there's definitely some really beautiful passionate people out there um you know i was at the protest on the weekend um and i just vividly remember and you can sort of see also like-minded people when i meet them and about these people are like the most beautiful people on earth um and you can just see it in their eyes and their and their health and their bodies and their skin is glowing um and you know middle-aged people older women like kids and this is you know this is team team humanity um, so it's really, you know, the time is now it's, it's all the time was actually 18 months ago, but it's time to choose. Like, um, are you going to be on team, team, you know, deep state team, big pharma team, crony capitalism and so on and so forth and be a, a number, a zombie, or are we going to be on team humanity? You know, are we going to, um, are we going to rise above it and come together? Mm. So, you know, uh, just to conclude, um, Again, as I mentioned earlier, we are, I believe we are, you know, souls on this journey, this journey of growth. And um, you also, the soul chooses this life, you know, it chooses a certain path. And it's like, I'm going to be born, you know, in this period of time during this, you know, crazy, you know, 2021 sort of experiment um for this very reason you know it's like this is the spiritual challenge and it's kind of like the soul chose this lifetime to uh, answer these calls it's like yeah um you know the government's doing x y and z what are you gonna do like this is the actual test now you know this is what you've been waiting for for many many lifetimes what are you gonna do this is the test mm -hmm. um so otherwise you know maybe maybe next lifetime you might sort of uh you might crack the crack it and level up to the next level on the video game it's interesting, man. Like every, everything that you just explained to me, I'm obviously like you're preaching to the converted. Everything you just said makes makes so much sense to me. But I got I got plenty of people, uh, you know, not too far away from you know my, my friendship circle, even a couple on the inside who would hear that and go, oh, "These guys are absolutely batshit crazy." There's a pandemic going on. The government's doing the best they can to try and navigate their way through it. We're in lockdown because we've got to try and prevent the spread. Um, obviously we're navigating do you know what I mean and there's there's a real a, a real resistance to, to that idea like it's I, I I've tried as as best as I can I think I've done a fairly good job to to actually understand the other side's argument like what do they actually why do they think I'm so mental with what I believe about this particular situation and I think essentially that it comes down to this idea of um, there's a pandemic it's dangerous to our health the government's protecting us soon as this is done, we'll be back to our normal lives. And it's interesting, man. I heard Jocko Willink say the other day that, um, that people are just watching different movies. Like there's, I, I look at the other side of this argument with almost the same just disbelief as they must be looking at me. I'm just, I feel like what we're seeing, who we're focusing on, the numbers that we're hearing, the fear or lack of fear is, it's just so incredibly different that it's, it's just hard to fathom how, like you say, I guess it's this idea of awake and asleep, how you can see this situation so differently. Like, have you had, have you had any uh, sort of, sort of, I don't know, how do you, what's the question I'm trying to ask? It, it's just a really, 
it's just such a, an interesting, intense conversation to try and have. And I think I've sort of given up trying to convince, not that, not that I'm 100% certain I'm right by any means. I've been wrong about heaps. I'm sure I'll be wrong about heaps more in the future. Like just, just hang around for a couple of weeks. But um, there's just some people out there who look at me as I'm batshit crazy. I'm not doing my part for society. Um, I've lost the plot. I've gone off the deep end. And I go, hang on, like I, I think that about you. How do you navigate that part of the world? Because you're a guy who, when you when you get to know you, you're a very relaxed customer, at least on a surface level. Like I know you said there's some 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 changes and stuff that you've been making making internally, but but from the outside, I go, man, like, and my wife Jesse would say the same. You just you're one of the most relaxed customers that I know, which is which one thing I love about you. But um, how have you navigated this with with relaxation or whatever? Because for me, man, I've I've never wanted to fight so many people so much. <laughs> but I keep coming back to Tice. Like, use this as an opportunity to grow, mate. Otherwise, it's just gonna, it's just gonna, you know, make you bitter and upset and and cynical. And and maybe to a degree, it, it actually did. But um, yeah, I was just curious to pick your brain about that because because I know you've you've taken a couple of whacks along the way. Oh, mate, yeah, no, it's been it's been a fun ride. Um, <laughs> look, there's. there's a great uh metaphor again where there's kind of like this um this person and i have to have a raincoat on or a jacket on and uh uh you know the the sun or the, the weather comes along and it's like oh i really like that jacket i want that jacket and so it blows this gale force wind at this person and um you know what this person does is just hold on to their jacket twice as hard and uh you know obviously they don't get their jacket whereas on the other uh, the other side of the story, um, the sun comes along and this, this person wearing this jacket and it comes out of the clouds and it's a beautiful sunny day and the person takes their jacket off. And uh, the metaphor or the, the moral of the story is, you know, with love and friendliness and joy, um, you know, you can reach people as opposed to sort of the, you know, the, the, the hate and the anger and, uh, and so on. So it's a really nice little story there. But um, yeah, mate, look, some people you're not going to be able to convince. And I think you can sort of tell within the first 30 seconds of a conversation and, you know, don't even bother. I just, you know, it's they're on their own journey and uh, you just got to walk away and um, I'm probably not going to be friends with that person. I just don't have, we're just on different wavelengths. You know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not in that journey and that's fine. You know, you just, again, it's a good way to practice empathy and compassion and, um, you know, you get to choose who you want to spend your time with. So there are those people, um, you know, I guess it's going it, to, it is really challenging if that those are your family members um, or your loved ones, um, you know, that's a different story. Um, but then the other people who are sitting on the fence, um, I, I, the best advice that I've heard recently or can give is just to lead by example. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think, if someone were to meet me or you, or like I said, these really beautiful people that I've seen, you know, at the protests and so on, it's like, Oh, what's their secret. Um, and when you see those people there, um, you know, you can, like I said earlier, you can just feel this energy and this love and that's like, uh, and they're, and they're, you know, they're just, uh, they're ex exuberant, you know, they're mm. vibrating and um, it's like, Oh, what, like what's going on there. And then, you know, I'll see someone, you know, you said earlier, you went to this op shop and, uh, you know, without being too harsh, but you know, you see someone on like one of those rolly schoolies with the scooter scooters with the, with the masks on and, you know, they're, they're pale and, you know, they're just, 
they're doing their thing. But, you know, I look at this person across the road, like you, who's just, you know, got a big smile on his face, super fit, going for a run, you know, hanging out with his son. I'm like, oh, geez, like that's, that's, you know, the team that I want to want to be on team, team life, team humanity. So, you know, I would just um, lead by example is, is my answer um, and lead or ask some of those questions come with, from a place of, of, of love and compassion and so on. Um, you know, there's some other great things, you know, like on social media and so on. Um, comedy is a great way to, to reach people. Art, um, you know, like there's some, there's so many great memes that have been coming out over the last few months. And it's just like, it's so like, these memes are like all time and they're so funny. And it's like, how can you argue with this? Like, this is like, this is hilarious. Like, are you really going to go for your seventh booster? Like in, in, in three years, you know, like, um, it's like, just like what, you know, and, and I know there's a bunch of YouTubers out there who um, have made a name for themselves with their comedy and comedy is just such a, a, a great disarming, strategy as opposed to yelling at someone saying you're it's you're so wrong or stupid or so on and so forth so look and and again like i'm more than happy to be wrong but for me i'm living my truth um i'm living my truth this is what i believe this is what my heart and my mind is telling me um and then the last thing that i just wanted to mention is um intuition and again you know the spiritual warfare this one consciousness we have been designed to um be stuck up in our heads, you know, since schooling and uh, disconnected from our crea creative side, our intuition, our artistic expression, that throat chakra expressing yourself. And a lot of people have been disconnected from those beautiful parts of their being. Mm. And for me, and, you know, I'm still working on it, but uh, I want to really get back into my intuition, follow my gut, follow my heart. And when I meet people, like when I see something on the news, man, like you just watch a six o'clock news or, or a YouTube video. It's like, I can just tell this is bullshit, you know, within, <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't even want to look it up. Like, I'm just yeah. like, this chick's crazy. Like what's going on? This is just like, whatever. That's just a small example. But my point is you can just feel in your intuition, you know, like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But um, follow your heart, you know, feel in your intuition. If you've got this feeling like, oh, something's, something's up, you're probably right. Mm. you know so uh, and the decisions that i've made in the past where i have followed my heart um and tapped into my intuition guess what you know like they've all ended up being like amazing and, and had a had a beautiful outcome for me yeah man it's funny you say it because i reckon you've got a reputation i know even amongst your family of, of uh, definitely in my mind um of of being I, I feel like you've got this reputation of just just being able to land on your feet and uh, I often wonder, like people from the outside can look at that and go, oh, he's just lucky. But I, I honestly think that intuition is a big part of it. Obviously, like in, in some regards, whether it's from work or whatever, uh, like there's an element of, of doing what you do really well. But then there's another element of just being open and being aware of where you are and, and, and what the situation that you're in is. And it, it is funny. I think from, from the outside, what can appear as luck is, is, is very often just that, that intuition, that openness um, and that awareness of, of when you got to take a step in a certain direction uh, so it's interesting to hear that that's a, a it's an area of your life that you're actually you know trying to develop and, and and flourish in a little more yeah thanks bro um yeah what is uh it's you know it's this idea of what's it's called trusting the process you know trusting the process and there's you know millions of people out there right now who have you know maybe had to um 
they've had their things shaken up in their life and they've had to trust their process, you know, and, and trust in, I like to use just the word God now, you know, trusting God. So, um, the, yeah, I was just going to say something else. Um, oh, another great teaching from this whole couple of years is, you know, it's not a crisis, it's an opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, if you can just interchange those words, um, you know, as you know, the last, oh, like you and I both, mate, we, you know, we've had our moments over the last couple of years since we've been hanging out and, um, you know, you've had your, your dark patches, but it's not, those aren't crises. Mm. Um, they might be, but my point is, is there actually opportunities for growth, there are opportunities for change, there are opportunities for rebirth. And this is, you know, to get back into the, the, the sacred teachings, this is the, cycle of nature it's it's death and rebirth it's winter you know spring summer nourishment it's you know the regeneration of the forest after a bushfire um yeah so yeah you know like even if uh worst case or not worst case scenario but say for example you lose your job or your best friend doesn't want to talk to you or whatever it might be it sucks but maybe in six months time you start and you find like um, an opportunity opens up and you have, it just, it takes you down that path. That's actually been your true path or your calling. Or maybe you find a new group of friends that are, um, you know, amazing. And, and, you know, that opens up or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Just the, the impact of just that, that simple reframing of a situation. Like I, I love that often uh, what I've started to do actually, since I was listening, uh, one thing you did send me was that dual Joe Rogan podcast and it, it just blew my mind. And, and one of the things that stood out to me or two of the things that stood out to me from that podcast that I've been trying to implement like on a daily basis, almost like a training routine is so she was explaining that she has two states in her life or two states that she noticed one was um, almost, I think it was like a dilation and one was a stress. And then she said, she's either, she was always in two states. She was either, uh, you know, felt free and relaxed or she felt stressed and tight and, and, uh, so she started to pay a little more attention to what was she doing when the situation occurred where she felt quite stressed and she'd write that in a column. And then what was she doing in a situation where she felt uh, quite free, quite light, like she was just dilated a little more and she would write that down, whether it was being in nature or meditating or reading or hanging with friends or um, eating a great meal or whatever, it, whatever else it might've been. Um, and, and first of all, that awareness is, is such a powerful thing to be able to develop. So I created like a little two column thing for me, just trying to invest in some more of the, uh, the areas that bring life rather than bring stress, but to, to uh, use that as a foundation and go to the next point that the other thing that she said she did to touch on intuition that you spoke about is often she'll just sit down and have a conversation with herself. So she'll ask herself a question. She goes at, at for something so simple, it blows my eye, my mind how often I have like an answer that I'm quite confident in. And what's so cool about that is that that situation that might be stressful or on the surface might be uh, appear quite hard to navigate or, or a small death. Often, yeah, just with that reframing or a fresh perspective can be exactly as you say that that opportunity. But um, like anything, it's I guess it's a, a little bit of a habit. And for me, even as someone who's relatively aware of or, or at least interested in, in mindset and, you know, where it is that I put my mind, I still catch myself at times being grumpy or impatient or a little stressed and going, oh my gosh, like, hang on a second. I know exactly what's going on here. I'm just running a particular story in my mind, which it, there's no evidence that it's true, but it's just something that I've bought into to such a degree that I've, I've come to believe it. So 
man, I think, um, yeah, just to, I guess, put a blanket over some of the ideas. It's, it's such a powerful thought, that idea of, all right, being aware of where you are and being aware of, you know, how you interpret situations is, is such a powerful thing. Because it often blows my mind just how quickly I can change the way I see a situation with some conscious effort. I can go from feeling stressed and frustrated in one moment to, as you say, seeing it as an opportunity for, for growth in another. So, um, yeah, really, really great point, man. Yeah, 100% couldn't agree more, mate. Um, I really, this is, this, is a, this is like such a huge teaching um, or practice or, or, you know, opportunity for growth um, is, is just, you know, that mind element, hey, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so profound if, if, if I or we can, um, you know, just sort of change that lens. Mm. Um, and there's, yeah, it's just probably gonna have the most biggest, the biggest impact in your life, I reckon. It's just, it's just having a little more control over our minds. Totally. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Nah, awesome, bro. Well, dude, as always, I, I could seriously talk to you for the rest of the day and we'll, we'll do plenty more of these in the future, but I've got to get myself organized because I'm going to pick up a, uh, a little camera in Geelong and then I'm heading to the city tonight to, to go tell some funny jokes. Um, <laughs> so I'll be doing my best to tell funny jokes. So, um, but man, thanks for coming on. It's so good to, to do it with you again and have a, have a chance to sit down and have a, uh, a real chat. We'll, uh, as I said, we'll do plenty more. No, nah, man, my pleasure. Always a pleasure. Um, no, it's great, man. It's good to be be back and have the band back together, the, you know, the duo <laughs> back together, mate. Um, and yeah, looking forward to coming down in a month or so's time and uh, and hanging out and exploring and seeing rock and jipper and so on. Awesome. Um, and obviously uh, chilling the fight and uh, yeah, going for a few runs, a few coffee dates and so on. Bro, bring your bathers. Can't wait. Sweet. Sweet. See you, brother. All right, brother. I'll speak to you soon.